What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to Improv Tabletop, the Fate RPG actual play where we make up everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Uh, Evan Peterson. Christian Randall. And McKenna Steele. Yeah, we got another new person on the show. McKenna, how has your day been? My day has been so good. I got to go with Christian to the Renaissance Fair, and everybody called me a princess, so I like that. Nice. So McKenna and Christian are married to each other. They are one of my favorite power couples in existence, and I'm glad to get that energy here on the show. Um, McKenna, what's your uh, sort of theatrical background? Um, I did theater in high school, and that was fun. And then I decided, hey, I think I want to do this for my life, and went and got my bachelor's degree in theater studies with a performance emphasis. And that's where I met the three of these lovely humans. And we did plays together and improv together. And now I'm trying to do film in the middle of a good old panini. So it's working out great. <laughs> nice. And now you're here making dumb goof ups with us on my podcast. Yeah, it's my favorite place to be. Not going to lie to you. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, everybody, we've got a brand new setting that we're putting together for you. So this is a combination of two different suggestions that we've gotten from some of our followers. The first suggestion comes from at Dear Lemon Hansen on Twitter. And that suggestion is we died. So now what? Kind of a limbo sort of situation. And we're combining that with a suggestion that comes from at PhillipsEJ19. And that suggestion is Desert Island. There is a chance that it's supposed to be Desert Island. But if I'm wrong, I don't want to confirm that because I really like Desert Island. So <laughs> uh, we're going to be combining a Desert Island with uh, this limbo sort of situation. Uh, we're getting kind of some lost-ish sort of vibes, except we also want to bring pirates into this because Pilfer was awesome last campaign, and <laughs> we want more pirate energy on this show. So uh, that is the kind of mishmash setting that we're working with today. So we're going to start with our ideation. Uh, just tell some quick stories from our real lives and use our experiences to inform the experiences of the world that we're going to be creating here. So I'll go ahead and start us off here. Uh, I don't have a lot of experiences with the afterlife or with being on islands, I'm afraid. I would like to have more experience with being on islands because it seems really cool. So I'm gonna go with dessert. Uh, I was born on Pi Day and as such, well, just for clarification, Pi Day is March 14th, 314. Um, it's amazing. I love being born on Pi Day because I love pie. I never get cake on my birthday. I get pie and it's the best thing ever. <laughs> I love it. Um, my favorite kind of pie is strawberry rhubarb pie. And with rhubarb, last summer, I got into making something called shrub. It's like a drink syrup kind of stuff. Uh, it has its origins in attempts to preserve fruit juice. And the way that people would do that is they take one part fruit, one part sugar, and one part vinegar, and they would let it all kind of macerate together. And it forms this syrup that you mix with your water or with your seltzer or whatever the case may be. And then you drink it. It is, it is not for the faint hearted. Um, sometimes it's not for the bold hearted, but <laughs> it, it has hardcore cottage core vibes, which I really enjoy. 
Uh, it's fun being able to get into uh, those old-timey sort of practices. And I don't know what we'll be able to use from that, but we shall see as we get into the story here. Let's hear from Christian next. What you got going on? Uh, well, you mentioned a sort of purgatory, like a limbo, and we talked for a second about Lost, and I watched it. I watched it all. I didn't watch it when it was coming out. I watched it well after. I think it was on one of the streaming services, and I felt like I needed to because it is such a part of film culture in the past, or I guess television culture, and uh, I don't get it. I don't get the hype, and I don't get the show. <laughs> it felt like it had some really cool ideas in the beginning that were like, what, there's a random polar bear on the island, and there's this base, and you have to press this button every often, and things are going on, this is crazy, what's happening? And then it all just kind of fizzled into confusion, and I don't know that there was a resolution, maybe there was, I might have been too tired to understand it, or maybe not tired enough. I don't know, but Lost was an experience that I experienced for better or for worse. And that is that is what comes to mind whenever someone mentions Limbo, because I think that is what was happening. But there is no conclusive proof as far as I'm concerned. So we don't have to offer any spoiler warnings because we literally don't know if we're spoiling anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. Like, I saw how it ended and I don't know how it ends. Like, it <laughs> It ended because it's not happening anymore, but I, <laughs> you know, gun to my head and you asked me whether like how it ended. I, I don't know if I can give you an answer. So hopefully when we end this, there actually will be some sort of answer. If not, though, we have a good excuse. <laughs> there we go. Let's go to Evan. You got anything for us? Yeah. So uh, you were mentioning Lost and it reminded me. So there was a time uh, years ago um, when I was on Netflix trying to find a new show to watch. And uh, I narrowed it down to I was either going to start 24 or I was going to start Lost. And both of those are shows that were pretty big at the, kind of the same time uh, on TV. And I was trying to pick which one to start. And I ended up choosing 24 because I still haven't seen Lost. And I was, I really enjoyed it and I was really liking it. But Netflix did this really evil, evil thing where I was halfway through a season binging like three or four episodes a night. And nowadays they'll give you a little thing that's like leaving the service on this date. But I just logged on to Netflix, pulled up 24 and lo and behold, there was no 24 to pull up. It was gone. They had just taken it from me mid-season. <laughs> and so it took me like months and months and I just started to forget what was happening and I got to college and my roommate owned it on DVD. So he like brought the DVD out and I still was like, I don't even know if I want to watch that anymore. And it ended up taking me like 10 years before literally like six months ago, I was finally like, hey, I'm going to finally finish 24 and I started watching it again and it's really good. I really enjoyed it, but gosh dang it. I would have finished it like six years ago if Netflix hadn't screwed me over. <laughs> Dude, I just realized like last week, uh, something I'd forgotten about for 10 years was an Octung Baby cover album that I was super excited when I heard it being announced in 2011 and then promptly forgot about it uh, for a decade. So I guess I wasn't really that excited about it after all. <laughs> it's okay. Not the hugest U2 fan, TBH, but it has Jack White and Damien Rice and Depeche Mode and stuff on it. So had to give it a shot. Anyway, uh, McKenna, what you got for us? Okay, so Christian can attest to this. I love chocolate and I love anything sweet. And I have a really, really big sweet tooth. So I have a couple quick ones. 
Um, the first one being, so I'm from Idaho originally. Represent. Represent, Boise. Um, but we're in Tennessee right now. We're like right outside Nashville. And in February, they had this like pretty big Arctic blast or whatever come through and everybody was like losing their minds. And they were like, oh my gosh. And like, it's understandable. They're not used to it out here. But for me, I was like, this is April weather. Why are you guys freaking out? Like, and it was like a little icy, but my, my car was fine. I know how to drive in it. Um, so they canceled work for me, which is awesome because I didn't want to go usually anyways. And a lot of the grocery stores had like limited hours again. It was like, okay, like if you need stuff, like you got to go before they close at like five or six. And I was like, what is happening? And so we went and I had been craving Magnum ice cream bars, the double mm. raspberry ones. Anyway, so they come in three in a box and we went to the grocery store just to get some cat food. And I was like, oh, I kind of like want some ice cream. Like, I don't want to have to like, if we're going to be like, quote unquote, stuck inside forever. I don't want to like have to like get back and go to the grocery store. And so I bought four boxes. So 12 of those ice cream bars in total. And I ate all 12 of them in five days. <laughs> and Christian was like, oh, like do you have, like on like the sixth day or whatever, he was like, hey, do you have one of those ice cream bars left? And I was like, I'm sorry, what? He's like, you bought like four, like four boxes of it, right? And I said, yeah, but, but I ate them all. <laughs> and he was like, kind of walked away, just kind of like upset. He's like, are you freaking kidding me? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so um, we're trying to cut back on that. And then the other one, uh, the other one is when I was little, my mom made like the instant pudding and like you make it and then you put it in the fridge and then it like solidifies. Anyways, so she made a big bowl of the chocolate pudding. And she woke up one morning hearing sounds from the kitchen at like five o'clock in the morning. And I guess she came out and I was sitting there like the fridge door wide open. I had a massive spoon and this is I'm like three or four years old and I had a massive spoon and I'm sitting there like massive ring of chocolate around my mouth. And she's like, McKenna, what are you doing? And I was like, mom, you don't understand. When I see chocolate, I have to eat it. <laughs> and I kind of have been that way ever since. <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm glad for the clarification of your age when that happened. I figured that would probably help. I was like, I don't think I said that. And I, you know, I probably should. <laughs> Dude, I definitely feel you like on the ice cream bars though. Whenever I buy, so one of my favorite candies is those uh, sweet and sour filled Twizzlers with like the lemon and cherry flavors. I've never had those. They're so good. Every time I buy them, I know in my heart that they're going to be gone in like two hours. And I always feel a little bit bad about it, but never bad enough to stop buying them. So <laughs> oh, no. take that. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. I always feel bad after eating a whole box in one night of ice cream, but I still do it at least once a week. Well, I mean, obviously we have some pretty good context to move into being on an entire island made of dessert. Hey. So yeah, if we, we've kind of already set the stage for what it's kind of going to be like. Um, in the style of Lost. Uh, we want to bring pirates into it though, so it's not an airplane, it's a pirate ship. You guys are all pirates on the ship and you crash land and suddenly there's this desert island. What the heck? How did this happen? How did we get here? What's going on? So we might want to just kind of leave it at that so there's some mystery to it and not flesh out the world too much so there's more for us to explore in the moment. But let's go ahead and start getting our characters put together. Do we have anybody who has a strong idea yet for what kind of character? McKenna. McKenna has a strong idea. I want to be a polar bear. You're, you are the random <laughs> polar bear? I'm going to be the bear. random polar bear. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I saw that and immediately was like, 
we could probably either make a polar bear on the island or I could be the one to show up. Perfect. So are you one of the pirates who's on the ship beforehand and then suddenly you're a polar bear? Were you a polar bear before the crash? I was a polar bear before the crash. They adopted me because I was a talking polar bear and they were like, wow, polar bears are scary. I could probably, we could probably use this little polar bear in a fight and I can talk due to science, like <laughs> rocket raccoon. Perfect. With all of uh, that information here, we might distill that into an aspect like we could say like rocket raccoon, but polar bear. I like that. But can it be like rocket raccoon, but polar bear, but nice. <laughs> Yeah, that works for me. We got our high concept aspect figured out. So do you have uh, a name in mind for your character who is like raccoon, but a polar bear, but nice? Um, you know what? Let's go with Sue. Sue. Just Sue. Just Sue. Perfect. What's something that gets Sue in trouble? Something that gets Sue in trouble is eating too quickly, that she starts to get like the hiccups. So kind of like yourself in real life. Yeah, this could be self-based, but... Maybe we'll find something that isn't self-based. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got your trouble eats too quickly. And for our final aspect, uh, we've got a few options for you to choose from. Remember, listeners, if you tweet about us using hashtag aspect, one of these suggestions could be yours. Uh, but McKenna, would you like to have the aspect one leg shorter than the other, I just smell really freaking good, or the plants listen to me. What was the first one again? One leg shorter than the other? Yeah. Ugh, do I want that one or, cause I feel like there would have, I don't know, maybe there could be plants. They're candy plants or something. Yeah. So the candy plants listen to me. <gasps> I, the plants listen to me. The candy plants, they listen. They do, they really do. <laughs> All right. And what is your plus three approach going to be? I want my plus three to be, Careful or forceful? Ooh, let's do careful. Nice. I think that's that's a fun kind of subversion. You'd imagine the polar bear would probably be forceful, but I do like that you're taking it a different direction. Yeah, yeah, because remember I said rocket raccoon, but she's nice. Mm, there you go. That's what we're going for. And so for the last one, McKenna, for your stunt, you can either choose a piece of equipment that you have that lets you do some cool stuff, or you can choose just some sort of special ability that you have that you can use once per campaign, or once per session, rather. Um, I'm gonna use an item, and this item is going to be the microchip in my head that <laughs> is used to help me speak from my polar bear mouth. Um, that little microchip, uh, so what it's going to do it's going to allow me to zap something out of existence. Not a person, but like an object out of existence. All right. This is going to be fun for me to work with. You're welcome. <laughs> I know you didn't say thank you, but I'll pretend you did. Okay. Yeah. Here, just, just to set some ground rules, I'll say if it's inconsequential enough, like I don't want you just zapping the island out of existence. Oh, no, 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 um, no. It has to be a small item. That's what I was thinking. Like if... Uh, there's like a peppermint turtle in our way and it's taken too long that I can be like out of the way. I'll say you can. Is that too powerful? No, you, you can attempt to use it for bigger or more consequential things, I'll say, but you might have to roll for it. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. Sweet. So that is Sue, the polar bear, who's like Rocket Raccoon, but nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, Evan or Christian, which one of you would like to go next? So I don't have a name yet. I'll think of it as we go. But the high concept is your obedient servant. All right. His name is, uh, we'll just call him Talon. Talon. 
All right, so Talon is the obedient servant. Um, is he the obedient servant maybe to one of these characters uh, that we're going to have in our group? Yeah, he was just kind of like a, a deckhand, I think is what they're called. He was just like kind of one of the lowly cabin boys who was always, you know, running around the ship, uh, dumping the captain's chamber pot, scrubbing the decks, all that kind of stuff. All right. So what's something that gets Talon in trouble? He gets walked all over. No real backbone to stand up for himself. So maybe too obedient of a servant, a little bit too subservient. <laughs> cool. And then for your additional aspect, would you like to have the aspect better in than out? I watched a guy do it once, or I'd die for my cat. Uh, Sorry, better out than in. Man, I, I, I really messed that one up. That's a Shrek reference. I should have been more on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with uh, I'd die for my cat. Okay, so Talon would die for his cat. And what is Talon's plus three approach going to be? He is careful. Also careful, nice. And do you have a stunt or a piece of equipment in mind? He has a uh, a broom that he uses to sweep the deck that when he's bored, he practices swinging it around kind of like a bow staff. And so uh, it will allow him to, uh, I'm not sure exactly what sort of bonus yet. Maybe you can help me out, but get some sort of bonus in a combat encounter if he uses his broom as a weapon. I'll say since you're so careful, we'll say that if you can figure out how to attack carefully, you can use your stunt to get a free boost on that attack. Perfect. All right, so you got your broom staff, and that is Talon. Very nice. So last up, we got Christian. Who is your character? I thought it would be fun to be someone named Gregory Morton Orville, or GMO. Oh my gosh. You could also just call him Gregory, or, you know, whichever name works. <laughs> okay. Um, high concept, the intolerant scallywag. Intolerant scallywag. That's an interesting personality we got here. Yes, um, that will be fun to play out, but the trouble will be connected to that. He is allergic to most things. He is lactose intolerant, gluten intolerant. That kind of intolerant. Okay. <laughs> I was just like, is this guy going to be just like a super bad curmudgeon this entire time? No, that, that makes more sense. Okay, I'm into that. <laughs> and then uh, additional aspect, I guess. Yeah, so the ones that you can choose from are Can't Talk to Women, Short Fuse, or Mother's Favorite Child. I wanted to say Short Fuse, but then you pulled out that last one, and Mother's Favorite Child gives me some fun ideas, so I'm going to do Mother's Favorite Child. Mm, born with the spoon in his mouth. Silver spoon, maybe. I don't know if that metaphor was appropriate. It's a mystery what the spoon in his mouth was when he was born. All we know is it was there, and I was born with it. He was born with a plastic spoon in his mouth. All of us, all of our characters are seeming so far very, very squishy. Yeah. Well, to, I guess kind of to that point, what is GMO's plus three approach? I am feeling like it would be fun to be flashy. The get, with a name like Gregory Morton Orville, that might be a captainish name. Okay. So flashy could work for that. Trust me, from our last campaign, it is very fun to have flashy be your plus three <laughs> approach. Yeah, we got to have one sort of... Uh, very charismatic swashbuckler amongst the group of careful people. I didn't want to play basically the same character twice, so. <laughs> I, I honestly, I did see you playing Flashy so well, and I was like, that looks fun. <laughs> All right. 
And do you have a stunt or piece of equipment in mind for GMO? I think uh, GMO would be a fun stunt. I might be able to do, on a small scale, some genetically modifying of organisms. <laughs> you know, like uh, maybe once a session I can turn something that I would be intolerant to to maybe be something that I'm very tolerant to. <laughs> I could uh, turn a big baguette into a gluten-free paella. So McKenna's <laughs> ability is that she can remove things from existence, and your ability is that every once in a while you're allowed to drink milk. <laughs> I mean, as they say, perfectly balanced, as all things should be. Oh, this is great. Dude, we've got some characters. we got a fun motley crew here. So let's go ahead and get into this world. The storm was brash, the sea was raw. Drink up, young lad, drink up. At mercy of the gale and froth Drink up, young lad, and sing The lightning cracked, the mast did too Drink up, young lass, drink up And darkness filled each crewman's view Drink up, young lass, and sing Slicing through the bubbling foam Our course is set for home, sweet home Till your mug in the breaking waves Will toast the root beer sea this day The mist is thick before you. You're not sure how you got into the mist. Your memory is as foggy as the sea air around you. You remember being in a terrible storm, lightning crackling from the sky. You remember your mast being struck by the lightning and toppling over. You remember being hit on the head and falling unconscious on the deck. The mast is still falling, but your eyes open and you don't know where you are. But as the mists begin to part, you get some semblance of a landmass out in front of you. You're not completely adrift at sea. There is something there ahead of you. I want to run over and start brushing the dust off of Captain Orville's jacket and pants and say, Oh, oh, oh dear, I'm so sorry about that. I, I should have been keeping a better eye on the storm. This is all my fault. I'm so sorry. Right you are, Talon. It is all your fault. What is that? On the horizon, what do your sharp eyes tell your son? Uh, it appears, uh, an island of some sort. Ah, as always, the clever one, I see. Sue, obviously you're the smartest of the group. I can tell because you can talk, and you shouldn't be able to. What do you see on the horizon? Well, let me run over real quick and take a look-see and see what I can see. Just hold the ship steady for a moment. I'm gonna try and get on the little thing that points out in the front but our mermaid fell off of it, so it might not be too stable. So this seems like a good opportunity for us to start setting some of our situational aspects for the island. So go ahead and describe what Sue sees as she looks out at this island, and then we'll have you roll to see whether it's advantageous for you or for the enemy. All right. It looks like there is a variety of different types of trees. At least I think they might be trees. They're not very green, but they're shaped like them. They look a little bit more pink on top, and they're kind of stringy. It looks kind of like gum. The old gum tree that the kookaburra sits in? Uh-huh. That's what it looks like. All the way over there. 
So I'm going to call this aspect well forested. Uh, this can be kind of a catch-all for there are resources on this island. Uh, it's not completely barren. You'll be able to have some stuff that you can at least use to build a shelter or try and mend your ship as the case may be. So well forested. Go ahead and roll to create an advantage. We'll do that unmodified against a difficulty of zero. I got a plus one. Very nice. So that means you get one free invoke on the well-forested aspect. Talon, you've also been looking out at this island. What is your report back to the captain? What do you see out there? Um, captain, uh, I, I need to report that there are uh, a number of small moving animals running around on the shoreline. They look almost like turtles, but their shells are dark brown. And inside, no doubt we will find maybe some nuts and some toffee. That is turtles for you. Okay, <laughs> the aspect that I'm going to call this is more edible than usual. So you've got a lot of these candy creatures on there. So it's not a completely barren island. Uh, in addition to being well forested, you've got some fauna on there as well. More edible than usual. Go ahead and roll for that. I got a plus one. All right, so you also get a free invoke on this aspect for your team. Captain GMO, now that you've gotten close enough to see through the mists, what do your eyes pick up looking out into the distance? If my eyes don't deceive me, this desert island might not be deserted. Look there. Is that... is that a bar? Is that an ice cream bar? <laughs> yes, it, it looks like a, a tiki-themed ice cream bar. What sort of dastardly place is this? The aspect I'm going to create here is called Previously Inhabited. Obviously, somebody has been on this island before constructing things, but you don't see any people right now. You see all of these candy animals, but no people. So go ahead and roll to create an advantage on this aspect Previously Inhabited. A plus one. All right, very consistent. You also get your free invoke on this aspect. So as you guys are peering out into the distance, watching as this desert island begins to take form and shape through the mists, you hear the sound of scampering footsteps from below, and you suddenly remember, oh goodness, the crew, the crew downstairs, what's, what's the situation with that? And the door to below decks comes bursting open, and you see uh, the other cabin boy who, he's, he's a short guy, a little portly, and he's running towards you. His feet are bare and they're large. And he says, uh, Captain, Captain, I'm terribly sorry to report that uh, the rest of the crew is deceased under the decks. We're the only ones left. Well, I do hate that you have to be the bearer of such bad news, Jim. But at least we know now that you are strong of heart like us. You're top deck material. I've always wanted to be top deck material, and now that I am, it seems that we're in a bad situation. I'm going to have to rise to this occasion. I will not let you down, Captain. Aye, you won't. I'll take the helm. You guide us in there with your sharp eyes, uh, Talon. Yes, uh, Captain, if I may speak to you privately for a moment. I, the rest of the crew, you, you talk amongst yourselves. I, I, I don't mean to be so bold, sir, but uh, Jim is speaking very boldly about rising to the occasion. And are we so sure that that's a good idea? You bring up a valid point. Jim is traditionally worth... Worth less than worthless. So, <laughs> it is asking quite a lot for him to rise up to this occasion, but what choice do we have? 
We need all hands on deck. Yes, I suppose that's true. We are in, well, quite literally uncharted waters here. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have been so bold as to even bring this up in the first place. I'll guide you into port. Aye, we're in dire straits, but I appreciate your candor. And you come back out of the cabin, and true to your request, uh, Jem is sitting there talking to Sue, and he's like, And that's when I found out if you fold the banana peel over the rest of it, it's, it doesn't spoil as quickly, so you only have to eat half, and you, don't, you, you, can, you can spread out the calories throughout the day. Jim, how many calories do you think are in a banana? I mean, probably like a thousand. They're pretty sweet. I never even thought about that. That's a lot of calories. Yeah, it's all starch. That's why that's it, 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 goes, it goes straight to my gut. Well, do you maybe want me to eat the rest of the banana so that you don't have to or something? <laughs> I've never had to share my lunch with somebody before. I, I think this is quite an honor, Miss Sue. And he pulls out this banana, and it's 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 not a good-looking banana. Um, you can tell that it's it's been a long, long time since this banana was picked. Where did Jim even get this banana? You've been at sea for, like, months. And you already... Uh, I'll let you eat it first. Okay. I could use a little bit of extra energy and gumption. This looks like a... This is a scary place we found ourselves in. As he looks out at this brightly colored island full of wonderful creatures and plants. This is, it's, yeah, pretty crazy out there. Uh, I saw some crazy trees and I guess there are some turtles and there's this little uh, tiki bar. So maybe, maybe there's like some food at the tiki bar that you could eat and you could just save the banana for another time. Oh, I better be careful when we get to the ice cream bar. I drank a Mai Tai when we stopped in Barbados a while back, and it just straight tuckered me out. I couldn't think straight for a week. Okay, well then, I won't let you drink the Mai Tais. Maybe we'll just get you, like, a little smoothie or something. I like tonic water. It's bitter, but I think it's kind of fun. <laughs> Thanks for your commentary, Jim. Oh, look, Captain Gmo is back. <laughs> hey, Captain. Welcome back. Um, listen. I think we're still getting pretty close to that place, but I mean, we might be able to use some of the stuff on the island to fix our ship. That's, you know, if you look around, it's just super falling apart. I, I, I will admit I accidentally, you know, jumped a little bit too high when I was doing my exercises this morning and my foot fell right through the floorboards. I, I will admit I, I didn't want to say anything before because I was below deck material, but now that I'm top deck material, I feel I can speak a little bit more candidly. This ship is a piece of garbage. That's not very top deck attitude, but I appreciate your candor. Oh, thank you. Maybe we can use some of these materials to fix it up, and then I won't have to fall through the floor every time I wake up to go to the bathroom in the night. Just to clarify with my previously below deck people, do we have a below deck still? Well, it's pretty, pretty full of a lot of stuff. Uh, the water's kind of seeping through, so we're starting to sink. That's unfortunate. It's really weird, though. The water doesn't look like water. It's all kind of fizzy. Um, I'm going to run over to the side of the ship and look over and see, are, are we sinking? Uh, you're definitely closer to the surface of the sea than you're used to seeing. Uh, in fact, you can start to get a whiff from the water as you look over it. It's this very dark brown color, uh, as opposed to kind of the usual brackish blue that you're used to seeing in the ocean. And as you get a sniff, it's very saccharine. There's almost this herbal root-like scent to it. <gasps> High fructose corn syrup. 
Oh, we are in dangerous lands now, boys. Uh, Captain, I know this is a bad time, but I just wanted to report that I went to do an inspection before we dropped anchor at the shore, and, well, uh, our anchor is made of graham crackers. <laughs> well, this is a turn of events. I'm going to try and break off a piece of the ship and see if it's still wood. Yeah, you go and you snap it off, and sure enough, the entire ship is made of graham cracker right now. Maybe that's why you're sinking. All right, no need to rush. Uh, lifeboats and vests, please. We'll follow the procedure. You all were attending the uh, emergency evacuation meeting at the beginning of our voyage, weren't you? Absolutely. Uh, the vests um, appear to be taffy, but hopefully they will still work just as well. And Jim bites into one of them. He's like, it's marshmallow on the inside. Well, that's buoyant. Let's go, boys. Swim to shore. And of course, uh, Sue, I count you as one of us now. You are truly one of the boys. <gasps> Good, and maybe if we don't find a way out, we can all call ourselves the Lost Boys or something. As long as it's not trademarked, I'm sure we can. <laughs> all right, you guys put on your marshmallow taffy life vests and start swimming back to the shore. And occasionally, you know, while you're swimming, a little seawater will get inside your mouth. And this is root beer that you're swimming through. <gasps> I'm just, I'm just swimming with my mouth open the whole way. I'm just, you know, like, other than, like, trying to, like, swallow a little bit better, I'm just constantly, like, and, you know, drinking it up. Is it salty? Like, or are there, like, fish around us that we can see? Yeah, roll a clever check to see if you can notice anything around you. Oh, I got a plus two. Plus two. Yeah, looking down deeper into this brackish root beer, you kind of poke your head under there, and it's, it's never a pleasant thing to have your eyes open in the ocean, uh, usually because of the salt stinging at your eyes, but this time it's like the carbonation stinging at your eyes. And you're peering down there, and sure enough, there's something very large moving around underneath the water. The root beer, rather. Guys, I don't know if we need to swim faster or not, because if what's going on right now has any indication, we could probably eat this thing under the water. But if we can't eat it, then we should really hurry because it's really big, so swim fast. I can only swim so fast, Sue. And uh, I'm swimming on my back, just kicking with my feet, holding a small cat up in the air <laughs> so that it doesn't touch the root beer. <laughs> and as you, you look over and you watch Talon holding his cat above this root beer, the cat's just freaking out. Why you decided to bring a cat out on the water, you have no idea. But you look out past him and you see something emerge out of the root beer. It is kind of triangular shaped but curved. A dorsal fin, though transparent and blue and kind of gummy almost. And it sinks back under the waves. All right, everyone, keep a level head. Seems we're not alone. Uh, I knew Sue was saying we might be able to eat these things, but what if they try and eat us? Well, then, don't be the slowest. Jim, you can hop on my back if you want. That sounds like a really good idea. And he scrambles up onto your back, and he looks out, and he's like, We're getting closer, but oh goodness, Oh, goodness. And he points behind you back in the direction of the ship, and you see three of those dorsal fins breaking the surface of the root beer, moving towards you, leaving a foamy head of suds on either side as they break through the root beer towards you. And you see the central one raises up further, and you can see this massive gummy shark 
blue on top, white on bottom, breaks out of the surface, and that place where the two colors meet splits open in the front, revealing its mouth, and it roars. Sharks don't roar, but it roars. This is a candy shark, and it's dramatic. And that's where we're going to pick up next time on Improv Tabletop. The strangest land you ere did see. Drink up, young lad, drink up. With seltzer stream by chocolate tree. Drink up, young lad, and sing. An island wrapped in a sweet embrace. Drink up, young lass, drink up. We don't know how we found this place. Drink up, young lass, and sing. Slicing through the bubbling foam, our course is set for home, sweet home. Fill your mug in the breaking waves, we'll toast the root beer seed this day. Thanks for listening to Improv Tabletop. We'll be back next week with more adventures in the world of Desert Island. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe, maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as a, a, a young cabin boy who is trying to control his calories but has given that up now that he is in a world completely made out of candy <laughs> if you give us a positive review on the podcatcher of your choice. We're also on Twitter, at Improv Tabletop, as well as on Instagram and Facebook. If you'd like to suggest either a setting for us to play in, like at EJ 19 and at Dear Lemon Hansen, who suggested our setting for this campaign, if you'd like to suggest either a setting for us to play in or an aspect for one of our characters to use, you can tweet about us using hashtag setting or hashtag aspect, or you can comment on one of our posts on Instagram or Facebook, and we'll see if your suggestion makes it into the show. Let's go ahead and do a round of plugs. Today, I would like to plug tonic water. I mean, just like our dear friend Jim, I love tonic water. I think it's great. It's not for everybody. But, you know, Fever Tree, that is my favorite brand of tonic water, and they have amazing flavors. They've got this citrus tonic water that is nice and bright. They've got this elderflower tonic water that has this... It, it's hard to describe... Unless you've had, like, elderflower before, it's hard to describe the flavor, but it's this nice, round, floral sort of sweetness that it's got to it. So if you're interested in trying some good tonic water... See if your nearest grocery store and or liquor store and or wherever you get drink mixers has Fever Tree tonic water. Not a sponsor, just a big fan. Evan, what you got going on? This week, I'm going to be replacing my entire diet with candy. Um, nothing but sweets and sugar. And, uh, Dude, talk about method acting. Yeah, just to kind of get in the zone. And uh, I'm going to be sharing uh, the results of this experiment uh, in my personal journal only. So if you want to see it, uh, you'll have to um, get my journal from me. Is that an invitation to break into your house? I mean, if someone wants to try. Sounds like a challenge to me. This is where if we were sponsored by Simply Safe, we would say, hey, if you have <laughs> Simply Safe, like Evan. Yeah, yeah, just in case this podcast ever blows up in popularity, no one robbed my house. Uh, I really don't <laughs> want that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Christian, what you got going on? I've really been uh, actually just kind of starting a health craze. Last campaign, I talked a bit about some of the health things I was trying. And your tonic water idea got me started for uh, my own. Uh, I'd really like to plug water. Uh, just just water, yeah. Just a good old-fashioned, clean and clear liquid that, you know, we need to live. I'm not, I'm not plugging buying it. I'm not plugging anything like that. I'm just, just plugging water. It makes you feel good. 
You got a headache? Water. You don't feel good? Water. You're tired? Water. You're hungry? Water. I mean, I genuinely don't know that there's a problem that water can't solve. So I just feel like we don't give it enough attention sometimes. It doesn't get enough credit. Oh, yeah. I love water. In my day-to-day, I I will drink other things if, if forced to, but water is my jam. All of our listeners who have never heard of water before, now's your chance. Go and get at it. You are welcome. McKenna, please tell me that your plug is more interesting than your husband's. Well, I would really like to plug this week, Adopt, Don't Shop for a variety of things. Uh, We adopted a cat and her name is Not, and she's really cute and she brings us lots of joy. And you could go and adopt animals from your local shelter, or you could also go to a thrift store and adopt some clothes. And then you could also adopt some plants from your local plant stores and you can plant them so we have more oxygen in the air. I'll, I'll add my suggestion. You could adopt a sponsorship for Improv Tabletop, the podcast, and uh, maybe we'll plug you during this section. Who knows? Oh, listen, listen, we're really cool people. I promise that you want to be uh, adopting a sponsor sponsorship for us. We're really, really pleasant people. Yeah, you could shop for a sponsorship on the Joe Rogan Experience or This American Life, or you could adopt and uh, find a a poor sort of down-on-its-luck podcast like Improv Tabletop and just feel better about yourself. I Yeah, 10 out of 10 would recommend it. Um, also, just go adopt a little cat. They'll make you happier than water can make Christian happy, so. (laughs) I gotta say, uh, out of all the things we've plugged, uh, if we were ever gonna get a little more serious about something, uh, I'm down with Adopt, Don't Shop. I mean, legitimately, for all of, like, the dumb garbage that I make up during this segment, Adopt, Don't Shop, that's a good one. Support that. Thanks. I just was looking at my cat. She's sitting over on the couch, and I was like, oh, I love her. Guys, go get cats. And also she has no teeth, so especially help those cats. (laughs) (laughs) We took in our miniature schnauzer from an uncle that could no longer take care of him. And what an addition to our family. Sweet little lucky. Everybody, pets are great. Water's great. Tonic water's great. And I can't remember what Evan plugged. (laughs) Thanks for joining us here in the world of Dessert Island. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM. And I've been joined by... Evan Peterson, your cabin helper. Christian Randall, your proud captain. And McKenna Steele, your nicer-than-rocket-raccoon polar bear. Much love and stuff. We'll catch you next week on Improv Tabletop.